Good afternoon. Welcome to the festival of the sign of cancer to all those gathering here today. And we extend our warm welcome to all of you joining us remotely in this work of group meditation and service. This month, the sun is in cancer. And we will be using the keynote of this sign in our meditation later on. I build a lighted house and therein I dwell. And we are working in the flow of the energy of cancer, which peaks tomorrow at 12.38 British summertime. Following on from the work during the higher spiritual interlude of the year, this is the perfect opportunity for blending the triple subjective energies of Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, integrating them into the fabric of the material world with all its inhabitants. At this time, we are also standing in the midpoint of the seven-year cycle for the new group of world servers, which started in 2019 and will be culminating in 2026, one year after the spiritual hierarchy would have held their first conclave since 1925 to decide on the date of their externalization. As mediators between hierarchy and humanity, this point of equilibrium is an opportunity to reflect deeply on the work ahead of us in serving the beleaguered human family at this time of emergency and emergence. To build a lighted house is to create a dwelling for the light of the soul, to irradiate unimpeded all of one's thoughts, words, and actions. So we will pause for a few moments to ponder in the building of the bridge between humanity and the higher subjective realms. And then we will sound together the words of the affirmation of the disciple, followed by one own. I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a stream of love and energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire focused within the fiery will of God. And thus I stand. I am a way by which men may achieve. I am a source of strength, enabling them to stand. I am a source of light, shining upon their way, and thus I stand. And standing thus revolve, and tread this way, the ways of men, and know the ways of God. And thus I stand.
We are told that cancer is an ancient and mysterious sign within the zodiac when life and the human family were emerging on earth. This um, has been interpreted, this sign has been interpreted as the house of humanity, transmitting the fourth ray energies of harmony through conflict. It is one of the two zodiacal gateways in and out of the cycle of physical manifestation, the other being in Capricorn. Cancer leads into the plane of matter or manifestation, while Capricorn, the opposite sign or gate, represents the mountaintop of achievement after a long cycle of striving towards union with spirit and the return to the father's house. The result of the interaction between these two polarities is the development of soul consciousness. Every atom of the physical plane conceals the soul, which bestows a specific type of awareness onto the form. Likewise, every form on every plane of existence conceals an idea. In the words of Alice Bailey, the matrix holds the diamond. And when the matrix reveals its hidden gem and the work of cutting and polishing is accomplished, the glory of the jewel will be seen. Cancer is said to express the feminine quality. And as one of the three water signs of the zodiac, it forms one point of aquatic, one point of the aquatic triplicity with Scorpio and Pisces. As mother of the form of life, it reflects the energies of matter emanating from the moon, its exoteric ruler. Through its esoteric ruler, Neptune, or the god of the seas, cancer concerns the life of the indwelling soul consciousness, irradiating the house and experiences the more refined astral or emotional forces. Cancer represents both through the breaking of the waters in the womb, in contrast to its polar opposite sign of Capricorn, an earth sign, where completion of a cycle and death occurs. In the path between these two gates, the soul has the opportunity to weave diversity of forms through the warp and weft of the fabric of life. The molding and refinement of all form building be they human or creative, occurs principally under the aegis of the third and seventh rays. Hence, the third ray of Cancer as the mother delivers all forms while Capricorn's thoughts construct go, construction go forth under the magical influence of the seventh ray. Through this divine marriage of the mother aspect of Cancer, which is the pervasive and boundless matrix of creation and its polar opposite, the cosmic, cosmic matrix of mind, all forms from mineral through to the kingdom of souls come into being and relationship. It may be of interest to view the concept of cancer from an earlier and lesser known zodiacal perspective. The Iranians are one of the most ancient subraces of the present fifth root race, whose old religion, Zoroastrianism, persists to this day. 
The Zoroastrian sacred book, the Avestor, has not survived the ravages of the ages. However, one of its remaining fragments, the Khorde Avestor, tells us much about the cosmogony and philosophy of the ancient Iranians. In this book, reference is made to the structure and the attendant deities of the days and the months of the Iranian solar calendar, which persists and is used to this day. In the chapter entitled the Tishtar Yasht, we read about Tishtar, the star of rain, also the angel of the star Sirius, after whom the fourth month is named. He is known as the one who bestows the gift of rain and controls the flow of waters on earth. We read that the triangle of Cancer, Capricorn and Saturn is an expression of Syrian energy, enabling aspirants to tread the path of purification and probation. These energies focus and qualify the energy of the great lodge of the most high in that distant sun. They pour through the hierarchy upon the mass of men and enable the unit in that mass to isolate himself and turn his back upon the past and find his way onto that section of the path wherein he learns to feel. These energies are embodied in the flowing of the waters in these ancient Iranian texts. Tishtar is also described as a star that afflicts the parikas, or a class of female demonic beings or nymphs, who rob men and gods of celestial waters and must be fought, as they are opponents of fire, water, earth, animals, and plants. By descending into their watery abode in the shape of a holy horse, Tishtar makes the waters boil over and the winds flow above powerfully all around. <clears throat> then it is said that those waters flow down to the seven Kashvaris, or the seven plains of the earth, spreading ease and joy on the fertile countries. And thinking to himself, Tishtar asks, how shall the countries of the areas grow fertile? The verses hail Tishtar for his opposition to the forces of evil and for the destruction of what distresses and persecutes men. Quote, we sacrifice unto Tishtar, whose eyesight is sound. Here, Tishtar holds the vision, is the seer, and brings light to the world and its dwellers. <clears throat> Cancer governs humanity in their instinctual and mass consciousness due to the influence of both the moon and Neptune. The latter also relating us more deeply to the ocean of consciousness out of which we have emerged. Humanity, like the symbol of cancer, the crab, initially identifies with its dwelling place on land or the physical plane and the sea, the astral emotional plane. <clears throat> In Scorpio, its symbol becomes the transformed crab where it has moved out of the astral waters. And in Pisces, it achieves freedom from the watery realms and materialization. This process is naturally a gradual one, and it is easy to grasp why cancer 
is therefore linked with the great law of rebirth or reincarnation. The Tibetan clearly states that, quote, it is not desire, but will and knowledge of the plan which prompts return. It is not the need for achieving ultimate perfection, which goads the ego onto the experience and form, for the ego is already perfect. The main incentive is sacrifice and service to those lesser lives that are dependent upon the higher inspiration which the soul can give and the determination that they too may attain planetary status equivalent to that of the sacrificing soul. It is in order to negate the space-time concept and to prove it an illusion that the door in cancer opens to the sacrificing, serving soul. End of quote. The Tibetan goes on to say that the grasping of this idea necessitates the ability to identify oneself, quote, <clears throat> with interpreting inter with the one who thus breathes the planetary logos. And that esoterically speaking, the most interesting aspect of this discourse relates to the fact that, quote, it is group rebirth which is taking place. And until we fathom the plan of God, we won't fully realize that rebirth is, in truth, a magical and magnetic interplay between the form side of life and the life itself. <clears throat> in time, the mass consciousness of cancer is honed into a growing sense of self-awareness and individuality which creates for a while the illusion of being separate from the herd. This developing isolation is a necessary step in liberation from the mass awareness. Eventually it too becomes an imprisoning thought form until the recognition of being a part of a group begins to dawn. The purpose of the rebirth then becomes one of a conscious undertaking by the incarnating soul to save through sacrifice and in the words of the old commentary, quote, those who are demanding to be saved have cried aloud. Their voices penetrate into the formless world and there evoke response. Those who in distant eons have pledged themselves to save and serve respond. Their cry too rings forth and ringing penetrates into the dark and distant places within the world's form. And thus, a vortex is established and kept alive by that constant dual sound. And then a touch is made, and for a space, and during time, the two are one, the saving souls and the units to be served. Slowly, the vision of the saving one becomes a light which guides the crying ones into the place of light. Through this lighted interplay, the instinctual mass awareness is transmuted into the self-conscious and intelligent awareness in Leo. And finally, the group conscious and intuitional awareness in the sign of Aquarius where the man becomes a world server. 
At a time when light is being cast into some of the darkest corners of human affairs through the inflow of potent cosmic energies, this keynote is of particular relevance. Human consciousness is being impacted in profoundly and not always positive ways. The spiritual goal in cancer is to offer service to the masses whilst lifting humanity out of the consciousness of the herd. How is this playing out in the current life of humanity? Increasingly, we have witnessed an intensification of the fog of glamour and illusion restricting the imagination and capacity for independent and synthetic thought. It is as if the mass consciousness is deepening in the viral pandemic of IT exposure and the incessant bombardment of our senses and consciousness with images, sounds, and coded frequencies which run counter to our natural energetic bodies and enslave rather than liberate from the subtle materialistic matrix that they weave. Our skills and powers of observation have dwindled through addictive reliance on technology in every corner of our lives, thus limiting our field of vision to ever shrinking screens for every requirement 24 seven. We hear no longer without AirPods and headphones covering our ears, dripping with digital noise, rendering us deaf to the sounds within and around us. The digital revolution has become an ever more subtle cage for our senses and our minds. Our attachments to life experiences have reached dizzying levels of materialism and self-obsessed interactions which actively block out the light of the soul. Insidiously, the human mind is being seduced into a technological gilded cage constructed by an unholy alliance between scientism and a burgeoning corporate globalist technocracy, which have twisted the ideas of the new age using beguiling language of unity, salvation, progress into a subtle yet hideous straitjacket. We have eyes, but myopia fogs our vision. The fear and the fog created in the so-called social media bubble has effectively blurred our vision. As the Agni Yoga book Superhuman states, at that time, with respect to radio waves, the active blanket barrage of radio frequency radiation through the airways now trillions of times higher than the time our generation was born, impedes not just telepathic, but any kind of alignment to the subtle worlds. Amongst the light thinkers of the world, there is a growing chorus of dissent from various modern threats to human beings. The rapid rollout of soulless artificial intelligence technologies as purveyors of information and truth that pervade increasingly all arenas of human life without any regard for the impact of these technologies on the light of our higher intelligence. The dangers posed to our basic rights and freedom through digital ID systems. The creation of a false matrix as a new blueprint of reality in the form of the internet of all things. The use of so-called smart technology in education that has already caused severe disturbances of mental function in the younger generations, including a drop in the IQ, not to mention EQ. 
but most concerning is the drive towards transhumanism, the merging of man and machine, which is in direct opposition to the evolutionary path of man in merging with the soul. So how do we propel ourselves from this thread, this threat to the human mind and its limitation towards an expanded vision and a building of a lighted dwelling? Pure reason allows us to delve with spiritual detachment into the depths of the many levels of evil and at the same time propels us into the arc leading up towards the divine light. In that pure light, those with eyes can see the mask falling off the face of this grand new illusion and distinguish the distortions of the grotesque parody from all which is sacred, lofty, humane and true. The polarization is so deep, the lies and treachery so great, that when seen, glamour will dissipate once and for all. We must grasp this opportunity without delay. What sort of light is needed to cut through our own illusions? Which healing energy bridges the chasm the sword of cleavage has created? Vision and listening, both inner and physical is that tool which allows us to achieve mastery over as many disciplines as possible so that we can look in both directions with open eyes and ears into the outer world and the inner realms and create a coherent canvas of interactions between them. This may seem a Herculean task, but once we have taken the first step of breaking the spell cast over us by all the media propaganda and hypnotic machinery that's controlled and directed by the materialistic cabal, the indwelling beacon of light will illuminate the path before us. And in that light, we will see the light. As Christ said in Romans 12, do not conform to the patterns of this world. This means disengagement from the structures which have created gross limitations to humans in modern times and resisting and countering schemes like the threat of the digitalization of our identities. We seek a new education, not a rehashing of an old system in the garbs of the emperor with no clothes. We engage with our and the world's health by divesting the large cancerous corporations who have eaten into our lives and livelihoods, such as the agrochemical and food industry and the chemical and the pharmaceutical giants. We create our small, local and interdependent creative lighted communities for the good of all. We abstain from abject consumerism that is impoverishing and consuming both human human and the planet. We switch from the economy of greed and poverty to an economy of abundance for all. Again, Christ says, be transformed by the revelation of your mind and not by the media likes and sound bites and enablers, even though they may sound appeasing and appealing. He warned us about fake prophets Step away from the worldwide net of mass consciousness. 
switch off the phones and screens and tune in to the internet of thoughts and lighted communion with the great ones. Open our eyes to the night sky and see the light of the great celestial beings, which are being obfuscated by the solar radiation management programs and the light pollution from Earth and multiplying satellites in the sky. Banish fear and fear-mongering, edicts, and see in the clear light of the sun and the soul. Finally, the Christ goes on to say, and then you will know the good and perfect will of God. It is in freedom from the enthrallment of the received wisdom from so-called appointed experts and authorities that we can truly hear the voice of silence and face the portal through which we can receive the truth and know all. The Tibetan asks, is the house you're building, is the house you are building yet lit? Is it a lighted house or is it a dark prison? If it is a lighted house, you will attract to its light and warmth all who are around you and a magnetic pull of your soul, whose nature is light and love, will save many. If you're still an isolated soul, you will have to pass through the horrors of a more complete isolation and loneliness, treading alone the dark way of the soul. Yet this isolation, this loneliness, and this separation in the dark are all part of that great illusion. It is, however, an illusion into which the whole of humanity is now precipitated in preparation for unity, freedom, and release. Some are lost to the illusion and know not what is reality and truth. Others walk free in the world of illusion for the purposes of saving and lifting their brothers. And if you cannot do this, you will have to learn so to walk. So let us now work in group meditation to lovingly kindle the fiery blossoms, cultivating them into vibrant, and radiant embodiments of the plan. Much like the breath of life that is breathed into creation at the start of each cycle of manifestation, we become co-creators with the divine forces by participating in building a lighted house from the blueprint that is held before us in the vast mind of the great architect of the heavens and dwell therein.
meditation, letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the force which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. Together we project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the light, line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Fire interlude. <clears throat> Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers Shambhala, 
hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought. I build a lighted house and therein I dwell.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together, sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shared abroad in my heart, through my group, 
and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, 
visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
thank you very much for all your lighter thoughts. <laughs> and um, the time of the full moon, as I said at the beginning, is 12.38 tomorrow afternoon. So it's an easy time to reconnect. Um, and we'll next meet online for the um, new moon of Cancer on Monday, the 17th of July at 6.30 British summertime, followed by the Leo full moon um, here and online on Tuesday, the 1st of August at 6.30 again, British summertime. So I just bid you farewell and enjoy the rest of your Sunday and till next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.